0: Ready? Three, two. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of DMZ America. It's Monday, August 23rd, 2021. I'm Scott Stantis coming to you from the right. And way off to the left, I'm Ted Rall. (laughs) Way off to the left. We want to jump right in because both Ted and I were aghast. Is that the right word? Aghast? Uh, Shocked, flummoxed. uh, Bemused. Disgusted weirded out, freaked out by the um, the clearly an obvious cognitive diminishment of our president, President Joe Biden. In recent days, and not to mention the failures of his policies, in recent days, he's given interviews where he looks like a man falling into dementia. Uh, I say this without joy. I say this without humor. I say this without rancor or without any um, you know, political agenda here. I want my president to succeed, by the way, regardless of party. You, they, they get in, you say, okay, Donald Trump gets into office. God love him. Let's let's have him be successful. It wasn't going to happen. We all knew it wasn't going to happen. But, you know, regardless, Joe Biden is showing every sign of dementia. Uh,
1: and we should, and you, you, uh, we should talk about what those signs are. Well, I was about to throw it to you
0: and say yeah, that, okay, you, that you were cool. actually writing a book about dealing with your mother's uh, uh, comparable events in your life. And very so this gets very personal for you. So could you help our listeners kind of what,
1: what you and I are seeing? Sure. I mean, and, and you know, I, I just want to say there's a lot of Democrats who are in denial about this. And I don't know if it's simply because they're adhering to team politics or uh, because they maybe honestly don't have uh, personal experience with people with dementia. But the idea that you need to be a uh, gerontologist to identify dementia is, frankly, ridiculous. Uh, it's the uh, that it's uh, you know, it's pretty it's anyone can really easily identify it. Um, How? Look, this is not a stutter. This is a guy who, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, they keep saying it's a stutter. He doesn't even much study. Uh, he is a. Um, this is basically, all right. Let's look at some examples. Um, he has a very hard time keeping track of what he's talking about. So, uh, if you remember, even during the debates, he would be asked a question, and uh, he could not actually stay focused on the question at hand, Especially even when Democratic debates right and especially or if he, there was a cnn town hall uh about healthcare and about covid where it was just him and um uh what's his name uh, gloria vanderbilt's uh, son uh anderson cooper yeah who said that he you know who basically would ask him a question these were softball questions and he just couldn't keep track of what the question was um, that's a, a tell there's also sort of a fixed stare that kind of happens with people with dementia. Um, there's sort of a pinched face thing that happens. They're very, they're working really hard to keep it together. And you can sort of see that it's actually sad. There's also sort of a weird meanness that happens. Yeah. Uh, one thing that, uh, you know, Joe Biden was elected for, uh, in, contrast to uh, President Trump was the idea that he was viewed as being compassionate, empathetic, kind of a grandfather in chief. Um, And, you know, certainly he did kind of have that that mojo for a long time. But I would say starting about five years ago, it started to go away. And most notably, uh, at the most recent press conference, Uh, in the interview that he and also the interview that he gave to George Stephanopoulos on ABC this week, where he said uh, he was he was asked to comment about the people in Afghanistan who were falling off American transport jets. And rather than say anything about how tragic and sad that obviously is, his first response was, that was four or five days ago. Now, first of all, it wasn't four or five days previous. It was the day before. Uh, But also just to say that in this sort of highly defensive, mean kind of way, uh, it's a tell. I mean, it's, you know, you can't sort of say, point to one thing and say, this is dementia any more than you can point to say, you know, one fender bender to say this person is a bad driver. But it's a pattern. And if you observe him uh day after day hour after hour you can plainly see a pattern
0: yeah and like i said earlier we've all i mean ted has gone through it recently with his mother uh we've all gone through it with a family member we've all experienced it what do you do with this now i mean, I mean and that's the that's the you know million dollar question what do you do with it now
1: he's been elected president of the united states yeah um, insanely By the way, and I think Uh, uh, the American it's a it's a tribute to just how democracy doesn't always work. I mean, I think it's a tribute to how much disdain
0: uh, the American people had for the incumbent.
1: Well, yeah, but that doesn't explain the de- the real look. The problem here is not really what happened in the general election; it's the dysfunction of the democratic primary process. But
0: but there's this whole process, and you and I talked about every single candidate.
1: There were 19 candidates on that stage. You, all of them were better than Joe Biden. And you but you and I have talked about this for geez, twenty twenty years,
0: and that's how we somehow we got these politics of projection. Let's call it that. And and it started with, in my experience, with George W. Bush. George W. Bush was, you know, he's way smarter than he appears. He's actually, you know, he actually was playing three-dimensional chess. You know, he's well. None of that was empirically true at all, ever. Um, uh, President Barack Obama was is a genius. He was the smartest guy in the room. Again,
1: empirically, not true. Hillary Clinton, most qualified person to ever run for president of the United States. Well, I love that one on that list. More qualified than, say, Thomas Jefferson, who you know wrote the Constitution,
0: or well, he wrote the Declaration. He wrote the Pence. Declaration. James right. Madison wrote the Constitution, or and certainly, him along with Hamilton got it passed. Um, you know, yeah, let's or, or John Quincy Adams, who's considered one of the worst presidents, but was by far and away the most qualified. But Hillary Clinton did have the most frequent flyer miles for a secretary of state. So that's she probably tried to cash those in for the presidency.
1: <laughs> well, you know, but, she ca- tries to cash in everything.
0: <laughs> but the point here is that this this politics of projection where we we continually imbue the people in our party or on our team, in our tribe with qualities they don't have Ted touched on, uh, you know, the stutter as what most defenders of, uh, of President Biden have used, saying, "Well, he has a stutter and he's fought it for years." And that, that... however, we
1: never see that stutter.
0: No, I, I have a stutter uh, and occasionally it pops up. Um, but and you're right with Joe Biden, you never hear the traditional stutter, and you certainly there is something cognitively going wrong. Now we've established this. I think I think it's beyond denial, frankly, that there's something
1: going on. Well, It's not stopping. I mean, look, honestly, uh, I mean, just like ground level Democrats um, are in complete denial about this Uh, in and it's, you know, I mean, we can sit there and say, you know, I don't know why. I don't know if they if they honestly don't believe it or uh, or or if they're just lying. You know, I mean, I think it's a combination of both. I think some of them are lying and uh, and others No, and others just don't know better
0: i think it's delusional i think we want to project on our leaders qualities that they don't have you know um and
1: because also we feel bad because we feel like it's like when our team loses we feel like something that says something bad about us but it's like we voted i voted for this guy and oh fuck
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) ro ro in the words of scooby-doo um so, I guess that's the thing is, what happens next? Now, let me ask you this, Ted, and this is very personal, but I'll, we'll go there. Uh, with your mom, she was showing these signs. And when you're describing them to me, you and I talked frequently and talked frequently when this mm-hmm. was occurring. This was kind of this behavior was on the ascent. Now, as a child of someone with that, well, how, how did you deal with your mom? And I'm, I'm, I want to hear that. And then we're going to see how do you apply this to the
1: presidency. Well, I mean, first of all, there was the, um, you know, it was a slow process. Uh, After she died, I went through her stuff and uh, it was clear going back as far as uh, probably about eight years before she died, that she was working hard to keep it together. She was writing herself notes like, Hey, you know, uh, check the stove, make sure there's nothing burning. Um, You know, uh, Ted is my son, probably the most heartbreaking thing I came across. Um, You know, his birthday is uh, you know, that kind of thing. And um, it was uh, but, you know, but you couldn't really tell that. And there were increasing reports of problems. Uh, she was sort of in, she was playing bumper cars, uh, you know, with the other cars in the parking lot at the at, at the Kroger's supermarket. She was uh, she showed up one night at four in the morning uh, in her night clothes, at the supermarket. Uh, she, there was just like one thing after another, you could almost laugh. There was a twilighting episode where, uh, for people who are unfamiliar with that, it's where, uh, they sort of get, uh, victims of dementia get detached from time. And she called me and said, you know, last night, she said, yesterday was very strange. The sun never came up. And I'm like, well, you know, that's not really possible. Mm -hmm. And then I realized her reaction to that was, well, she, I said, so what did you do? And she goes, oh, I just went to sleep. I said, you didn't think that you know the apocalyptic (laughs) nature of the sun not rising might call for you know turning on CNN, uh, you know, to see what's going on. And she's like, no, why would I do that? And and then I (laughs) I said, well, who do do you think would? I know it's funny as shit. I was like, so who do you think is responsible uh, for you know the sun not coming up? She goes, they. It's their fault. And I was like, who's they? And she's like, you know. I'm like, if I knew, I wouldn't ask. And so, I mean, it's like that. It gets increasingly nonsensical, and uh, you know, there there are like moments of lucidity, but you know, uh, punctuated by and, and then increasingly dominated by less so. And then you end up um, and finally, I took her to be diagnosed. I was ask, and how,
0: well, given all that, which we're we really are seeing um, yeah. with this president, what do you what do you do? What did you do with your mom?
1: Well, so I took her to the doctor and he, um, her general practitioner, uh, asked her a bunch of standard cognitive tests and, you know, they were really simple things like, where do you, you know, where do you get gas? Uh, how old are you? Uh, she said she was 140 years old. And then he, and then he said, do you, do you, have you ever met anyone who's 140? She's like, I don't know. And then she's like, he's like, do you, uh, have you ever heard of anyone being 140 years old? And she's like, I don't know, maybe. And, you know, and then it was really interesting after we left. And of course, obviously he was like, yeah, this is Alzheimer's. Um, We were driving together and she turns to me and she says, I'm 82 years old. I don't know why I forgot that. I go to the BP for gas. I shop at Kroger's and I was just nervous That's why I couldn't remember those things. Yeah. So it's quirky, you know? I mean, so it's not like the, no one really, the problem with Alzheimer's is no one's ever been cured of Alzheimer's. So we have no experience whatsoever from anyone who's able to say, I had Alzheimer's. This is what it was like. I was all there, but I was locked in and it was frustrating and I couldn't express myself. Um, We don't know. We don't know what it's like. We don't know if people just genuinely become sort of, for lack of a better word, stupider, or if it's something else. We suspect that they're still in there, like the movie, the name of the movie, uh, Still Alice, right? It's like, you're still Alice. But are you still Yvonne in my mom's case? We're never going to know. Um, It's still a mystery. It's like death in a way. Um, Nobody ever comes back so what
0: I mean so i'm I'm trying to get at is what did you do with your mom What were the practical steps Well,
1: I mean, so at first, I got her a visiting angel um and that was enough for a time someone to pay keep her company and try to and check on her and make sure the stove wasn't left on. Uh, then I took her car keys away because I just didn't think it was safe for her to tool around Ohio with a 4,000 pound car that she could use to run over other human beings. (laughs) Um, And, uh, you know, I I started just controlling her life more and more, which was heartbreaking because she was a very independent person. We had both agreed to keep her in her her house as long as possible. And then ultimately, and I knew this was going to happen, you know, uh, all people with Alzheimer's become impetuous. um, And they sort of, uh, they sort of uh, decide to just, take off and go running down the hall. And then they fall because they're old. And when you fall, when you're old, uh, bad things happen. My mom fell and uh, broke her her leg. And uh, that one year later, she was dead. I mean, basically it led to a whole series. And she ended up in uh, nursing home and uh, memory care, as they euphemistically call it, which is basically a nursing home prison. And um, it's, you know, it it, it was a very sad, uh, degrading, um, kind of experience. So let's dovetail this into the president, uh,
0: pre- President Biden. Now, um, you know, we're they're talking about impeachment. I, I knew that this would happen when they impeached Trump twice, uh, and just we were going to every president now is going to be impeached. It's going to be a thing, right? If yeah, the, yeah, for the sure. House, the House
1: switches over to. We were worried uh, about. We were both worried about this that this yeah. would happen. Yeah, so yeah. this is going to
0: happen. But in this instance, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, you know. I, the Twenty Fifth Amendment is um, unfortunately it's the cabinet that has to
1: Scott. You should you should you should explain what the Twenty Fifth 25th Amendment
0: Twenty Fifth 25th Amendment was passed to talk to address this very issue. If the president is either mentally or physically incapable of executing his or her office, then they can the, the cabinet can vote and say, "Well, we're going to remove you for a short period of time until you get fixed." I mean, it could be. You know, I have. To, I'm going to take six months to get over a head trauma or something like that. In this instance, they remove him temporarily. It can be temporarily or permanent, and the vice president serves as acting president. In this case, would be uh, Kamala Harris, and that. And then you go forward from there. Um, there, so there is a constitutional mechanism. If the-
1: what's the mechanism for is the for rest- I mean, obviously this has never been invoked, although it, it could have been on a number of occasions, right? What's that? I mean, would uh, the Twenty Fifth Amendment?
0: It's a fairly new amendment. Uh, they have uh, impe- oh right. They have impeached um, uh, judges or tried to because who had clearly lost their ever loving minds. I mean, they were bad shit crazy, right? So yeah. they try and they and one almost got removed, but they it's never been successful.
1: Um, so it could have been, in, this could have been invoked, um, for example, after Reagan. And this, the, so the, it was passed in 1967 because um, I was going to mention cases like Woodrow Wilson uh, and Eisenhower after his heart, atta- his heart attack, right? It was a heart attack? Or a, a stroke. stroke. He, I was right
0: he, a oh, he yeah, had both.
1: Yeah, well, that's good. When you um, smoke 10 packs of cigarettes a day, that's bound to happen. And Mrs. Wilson was effectively president for a while. Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, it could. There's any uh, number of times, obviously, throughout uh, our president. Uh, well, Garfield, while he was lingering uh, on his deathbed yeah. after, after uh, <laughs> with the finest medical treatment available, <laughs> not really. Um, but anyway, so it was adopted in 1967, and um, certainly after Reagan was shot in was it 81 or 82. Um, he, he could, so when Al, Al Haig declared himself to be in control, uh, but really the 25th amendment could have been invoked, um, right. And the president, Jake Bush, the acting president,
0: the president, the president generally has a letter filed away that when they go on for have surgery, let's say, um, I think did HW have like gallbladder or some kind of surgery. And so for Five, you know, five or ten minutes. Uh, Dan Quayle was the acting president of the United right. States. Right, things like that. Um, and that's what So what, is- what's
1: the procedure? Like, let's just say, for example, Biden snaps back to it and becomes, uh, you know, Jolton Joe. The <laughs> uh, does, well, the, you know, what's the procedure for 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 uh, taking the uh, launch codes away from Kamala?
0: It's never been. You know, this thing has obviously never been used. So what we can guess and what the precedent will be is that the cabinet will reconvene and say, OK, he's
1: he's he's better now. You know, right. Give, give the code, give the football back to the president. Right. And we OK, will, so, and- so 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 let's just be clear here. So what you and I'm frankly, I am arguing is that it's time for oh, that's
0: an Biden time to step for-
1: down or. He's got to step down. There's no way that he's
0: coming back from this. This isn't something like he literally had a concussion or something. He is losing his mind. He is incoherent. The, the White House is in, in the West Wing is in hard lockdown because no information about this is coming. What little we know is like he's working two or three hours a day,
1: maybe. Well, he's able to read a speech. He still is able to do that.
0: Yes and no. But there don't forget, there have been times when he gave speeches and he just lost his way. You could tell the teleprompter he kind of had that. You described the look on his face.
1: He kind of like he got lost. He ended up in Toledo yeah. or something. He's like, row, row, Right. And I think that's what people have to understand. Like, we're not saying that he's catatonic or that he's an idiot or that he or that he can't function at all. What we're talking about here is this is the presidency of the United States of America. Uh, You know, he's the head of the the most powerful nation state on earth. And the demands of the job are far more than the demands of, say, a greeter at Walmart. So and I don't know, frankly, if he could stand there, by the way, eight hours a day, five days a week as a greeter at Walmart. I'm not even kidding.
0: No, I think it's time to call for him to be removed from office. I think he's a danger to the country. And I and like I say, I don't say this with, you know, any joy. Uh, Believe me, when I say this, um, especially thinking of a President Kamala
1: Harris. (laughs) Well, this would this would greatly increase her chances of I know we call it reelection of of election in uh, three years because she would she would have three long years to establish herself.
0: And that's the thing, from what we've seen of Kamala Harris, there's nothing to like
1: there. Um, no, that's true. That's a different question. But the point is, to whatever whatever chances she has uh, would only be greatly enhanced by, you know, having held the office for longer. Yeah, I still, I don't think that would help her.
0: I think that actually hurt, hurts her because people would actually see her and hear her and experience her. Well, I
1: don't I don't think I think I think three months would be enough, more than enough time for that. I don't think it would make any difference. I think we're we're talking semantics here, but he uh, he 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 definitely should step aside. I mean, I don't think we've ever had a president who entered office in this state and he's getting worse. I mean, well, we were to, we were right? promised. I want to jump in. Just tell the listeners you you've talked
0: about this. You were literally talking about this long before. All my Democratic friends hate me
1: for this, by the way.
0: Yeah. No, I was speaking to a Democratic friend this morning who was like, "Oh yeah, Joe Biden's just he's just being eaten up by the press." I'm going. He is. I've never seen the
1: press cover up for someone like this since Woodrow Wilson. The press loves Joe Biden. They're totally running interference for him, and you know you can see that expression on like everyone who interviews him, like whether it's Stephanopoulos or Cooper or anyone, they have that, like, you know, the, the there's that German law, how the Germans have all those long uh, words for cool things that no one else has. <laughs> and Freund which is the feel, the feeling of awkwardness. When you're next to someone, it means shame of a friend. Uh, when someone is making a fool out of themselves. Right. and, Everybody knows that awkwardness. That's the feel, you know, you, you see that on his democratic interviewers, there's you know, faces. They're like, Oh God, Oh God, please don't mess up. Yeah. No. And,
0: and so, I mean, to the shame of the mainstream media, to the shame of us. I mean, like I said earlier, you know, that we projected these qualities on him and I fear we're repeating ourselves, but we're, we're projecting these, these, attributes on the Joe Biden that he does not possess. Now, if I was Scott Stantis R. of Alabama and you were Ted Roll, um, S. of New York.
1: <laughs> or C, what, maybe.
0: What, um, I mean, we would both vote that he should be removed from office. Now, is it a high yeah. crime? Or mis- and that's the problem with impeachment is it's a criminal, supposedly criminal trial. But I really do think you can also base this on competence and I would vote in favor of removing him from
1: office. Yeah, I think Andrew Johnson was partly considered incompetent. Right? He was near, very nearly impeached. I mean, there there was a competence question aside he was, from yeah, he the was fact also, that he was just a raging asshole. He was a dick.
0: Uh, oh my god.
1: Yeah. So I think there's that. But no, I don't. I don't think Biden. I mean, look, uh, what happened in Af- the withdrawal from in Afghanistan is incompetence on a high level. But I just want to remind you know, Democratic listeners here that. Every time someone like us brought up the cognition or the age issue with Joe Biden being so goddamn old, we were told, don't worry, there's going to be this cabal of brilliant Obama-era cabinet people and sub-cabinet officials who are going to come in and they're going to run the country. He's going to have the best and the brightest. And the Afghanistan policy kind of belies that. I mean, this was not a well, I mean, as you know, I've been very pro-Afghanistan pullout, but this was a a horribly executed, disastrous, completely predictable fiasco. I mean, this is, you know, what the hell? I mean, where's the cabal? What are they up to? I wanted you to
0: expand on that because we were talking just before we started recording about your the Taliban, how we keep saying and telling them that we're going to leave at a certain time and hey hey yeah. hey brother, can you extend that a little more?
1: yeah, no, it's a you know I was saying it's a little <laughs> bit like uh you know in college uh when you know there's certain kinds of students, and I wasn't one of them who kept going back to their professors asking for extensions over and over and over. I mean, you know the Trump administration ag- uh, signed an agreement with the Taliban in Doha, Qatar, in two thousand and twenty. Uh, Promising to withdraw all US troops by May 1st. Um, We basically blew through that deadline just because. And now uh, we said September 11th, but that was before the Taliban took over the entire country. We asked the Taliban. Uh, to let us pull out our troops from the airport. we Basically, it's very strange. Uh, the U.S. controls just the Kabul airport and nothing else in Afghanistan, not even its own embassy or any of its consulates. And uh, we're supposed to be out by August 31st. And quite frankly, that should have been more than enough time to get our people out if we'd had any kind of decent plan to do it. And I think the Taliban have been mentions about this. Um, you know, they've been pretty cool. And now we're talking about staying longer. Look, I th- I think if we stay longer to get more people out, that's great from a humanitarian standpoint. And I think the Taliban will probably tolerate it because, you know, why not? Just like, sure, go ahead. Yeah. Don't let the door hit you on your fat ass on the way out. But It's a bad look. And and frankly, it's pushing things. And, you know, who can trust us about anything? I mean, we made an agreement. It was an agreement that we plainly could have stuck to. And we're just not doing it. And so with that,
0: (laughs) I am going to say goodbye. Uh, You've been listening to DMZ America. I'm
1: Scott Stans coming to you from the right. And from the left, I'm Ted Raw. Oh, Scott, where can the good listeners at home and in their cars and in the Kabul airport uh, here find your <laughs> stuff? Don't do this while you drive,
0: but go to gocomics.com slash Scott Stantis or gocomics.com slash Prickly City. Go to counterpoint.com and be sure to subscribe because Ted and I are part of that package,
1: and it's very, very good. Ted, where can we find you? And you can find me at rahl.com, R A L L.com. It pretty much links to everywhere else. Cool beans. All right. So that does it for this edition of the DMZ America podcast.
0: Until we drop another one, I'll see you in the funny papers.